COVID-19 has had an impact on every employee and organisation in Ireland, with new ways of working being established over the last four months. On this episode of the podcast, we are joined by Ruben Hamilius, the co-founder and managing director of Business Games, an international corporate events agency that helps businesses realise their strategic objectives through experiential and game-based learning and training. Here, we discuss Ruben's career and the importance of training employees during times of uncertainty. So I started out, um, I'm from Belgium originally, right? And um, uh, I studied commercial engineering, which is a mix between a business and an engineering um, degree, which was in in Belgium. And um, I was very lucky. My first job was uh, for working for Procter & Gamble in Geneva. I was lucky in two ways. Procter & Gamble is an amazing company. You know, they've been around for so long. They have, um, they have, their, stuff, they have their stuff down. They're very organized. They have all types of, 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 of trainings. They have budgets to really take care of the, of the people. But it also meant that I was, uh, that I was overseas and that, um, uh, that brought a lot of, you know, experiences that, that, that you can only get from, from, from working abroad. And um, with Procter & Gamble, I then, I then ended up in Singapore as well. So that was an, an, internal, an internal transfer, which again brought um, um, experiences. And I think that's how I kind of moved out of what I was doing at the time, which was brand management. Um, uh, and that was, you know, laundry on, on shelves. I was literally thinking about, you know, how much, how much more expensive should our bottle of laundry detergent be versus other ones, which, which, is, which is a very interesting topic, but it, it wasn't really passionate uh, about it. Working for you know large organizations like that, I was exposed to a lot of training, of course, because they build all of these these programs. And being overseas, there were all of these experiences that that, that you would learn from, and you would find yourself into different situations that you would take something away from. And I think that's how everything then combined into what we do now. Business games, it's experiential learning. It's learning through experience. We of course um, uh, focus on teaching employees things. But I think for me, it is um, the, the approach in, in life in general of learning from any type of experience, be it at, at work, be it where you live, be it who you spend your, uh, your time with. Um, I, I think that's kind of how, that's where the background kind of, kind of came from. Yeah, obviously. So you say you worked with, with Procter & Gamble and that's kind of where the idea for business games started. I believe you hosted an event for 450 staff and Although at the time you probably didn't realize that was the start of kind of what was going to be your, your future down the line. That was yeah. kind of the beginning. It was your first experience of, of dealing with yeah. that kind of employee training and, and development. Exactly, because the challenge for large organizations like that, well, actually also perhaps for any type of organization, is that there's always this trade-off between um, we want to do something that is fun and engaging because we kind of want to reward people also for the hard work they've done. So there's an element of fun there, but we want to teach them um, something. And especially in Procter & Gamble, doing that at scale is not very easy because there's a lot of people going through. There's a lot of, and that's true for all the major tech companies here in Ireland for as well. So many people go through that onboarding process. So many people, um, when the company grows, you know, you have these these big sales kickoffs and you have the big company-wide thing. And for all of those moments to be fun and engaging, yet 
people learning something yet be relevant for everyone that's very very tricky and when i was working for procter and gamble i was already very passionate you know by creating these experiences and png was a great playground because there were so many people as well that indeed one of the first things was in um, a garment i guess you could business unit wide meeting 450 people where they brought everyone together over, over a weekend and then you know have the big dogs coming in telling us the truth about the next years and then there's an inspirational speaker which is amazing and then there's the okay now what are we going to do and if we make it a team building that is you know a bit stupid to say it respectfully then yeah we might have had fun but that's a lot of money energy and opportunity wasted so to turn that into something which is fun but where people can also learn something that they can take back into the office those were the first experiences i had in uh, organizing those yeah yeah and then it was a colleague a former colleague in that same company that called you he was having issues with, with running his own event and he, he kind of needed your expertise in the area. So that kind of brought you into business games originally. Yeah, that's how, that's how it started. And it, it was someone who um, had um, experienced one of those activities when I was still working at the company. And when he then became responsible for organizing something years later, he said, this is exactly what I want. I want the value that we had that time. A lot of people together interacting um, live, but taking something away. And I was lucky because none of the agencies he spoke to could really deliver because some came at it from, oh, we're going to teach you something, but then it became like one expert talking to people for two hours. And the others were like, oh, but you know, we, we, can, we, can, we can have fun and then play soccer on the beach, which is fun, but you know, that doesn't help. And that's how he asked me if, if I was interested in, um, in, in, in providing the activity. So effectively, they became the first uh, client. And that's when I realized that this, the combination between being able to create things that, that, that people like to do but understanding what the company wants and what is in it for the company. And then, you know, understanding that there's such a thing as, you know, strategy and strategic development goals that have been set out, learning objectives that we focus on, and, and all of that needs to be respected by the overall purpose and, and, and values and principles that the company um, uh, works under, because that then becomes important. And then it needs to be holistic, you know, it all needs to tie in. And so I think that's exactly then where we, um, where we took the, the example from after that first experience and then, and then, then just kept on offering that after after. Uh, was going into business something you hadn't planned for your career? Or like you said, I know at Procter & Gamble, you liked what you were doing, but you weren't passionate about it. Was going into business something you were passionate about? Yeah, personally, I, I, I always... Personally, I, I, I always like um, 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 environments where I could take um, a lot of ownership, right? And where, where I could um, push after ideas that I might have and that in certain setups are just difficult to develop more. So, of course, if you start your own company, um, then um, uh, well, there's no more ownership than, more ownership than that. But it wasn't really for the sake of, oh, I, I want to have my own, my, my own company. I, I think the magic was that there was a lot to be created in this space because all of these things are kind of customized. So, you know, we need to create. Mm -hmm. There's ownership because you're running the company. And then in order to also not make life more difficult than it was, I partnered up with um, uh, a team in the Netherlands that was already doing these type of uh, uh, activities. And so then um, we kind of bundled, bundled forces. They already had a bit of a network. They had great products that they were already running out. And then we kind of joined up. And, and now over the years, it has evolved into an, an international partnership where we leverage of, of each other. So I, I, 
yeah, I, I wouldn't say that going into business was something I always wanted, but I think that, you know, what makes me tick and, and the, the, the verbs that I like to be busy with every day, they were very much aligned um, uh, with that. Yeah. And then tell me about business games and what you offer your clients. How does the company work? So we at business games at the essence it's all about uh, learning by doing it's experiential learning so we create these custom experiences whereby people go through situations in order to experience what they do how they react and uh, what what happens and then um, uh, we confront them with what happened and what they did and that gives them a lot of data, a lot of input to kind of reflect on, see what, um, um, uh, and, and learn, learn from that. Activities we organize, they're always live. They're always fun and, and, and engaging. That's, that's the purpose. They're always in, in interactive, but there's always very clear learning objectives. Now, the beauty of the form that we use at Business Games, which is the game, a game is kind of, uh, or a business simulation, if, if you want, it is the perfect tool to use to do experiential learning, or it is the perfect tool to do learn by doing. Mm -hmm. You could just tell someone, well, you're a new sales guy now, pick up the phone, learn by doing, good luck with your first sale. Yeah. But that's very, very risky, because mm -hmm. if you make a bad sale, that, that's an issue. So a game is amazing because it's a very safe environment because you know if you make a mistake it's it's a game you know at the end of the day it's it's a game some people say oh we can do learn by doing but we will do role play then you know you pretend that you're in a certain role and then then you test and you can do that but people know that they are doing role play mm -hmm. and they're very aware that people are watching them so the beauty of a game is that it is very immersive it is very immersive you kind of forget what is happening around you if you play monopoly with your family and you are buying a house or you're, you're negotiating for a street with your brother you are negotiating the way that you would negotiate you kind of forget somebody is 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 looking at at, at you so um people kind of get tricked into learning or experiencing things instead of just um rationally doing a mental exercise what if i were into this situation no no we put you in that situation and before you realize it you've you've been you've been through it and then the, the the third aspect why the games are so useful is that we can design and customize them every single time specifically so that we put the people the participants through the exact experiences we want them to have where they face the consequences of the specific actions that we want them to face or to or to realize because at the end of the of the day we create these experiences to change behavior but you change behavior by you know experiencing certain things for yourself actively or consciously or unconsciously you react to that and, and you build a new a new thing so at business games we, we work with clients to create these moments that then fit in into the onboarding program or any type of learning development program or an, a corporate away day or you know a team activity whereby every time it's that link between it needs to be fun but we're gonna we're gonna learn something or, or we're gonna learn something but we do fun in order to make sure that you know it, it also sticks uh, yeah. with people because so we just tell people the truth they forget it you know nobody remembers stuff but we all still feel experiences if i ask you when is the last time you played monopoly you'll know if that monopoly now happens to be the big um uh, the big bank of ireland way of working game then you will walk away knowing how the bank of ireland operates because we can bring it into that into that game with, with procter and gamble you worked in in different parts of the world and obviously with business games you brought the company to ireland what was the decision behind that 
So I think that um, uh, there was a bit of personal and a bit strategic. I was in Singapore uh, before I wanted to come back to Europe to really build out the team longer, uh, longer term together with my, uh, with my girlfriend. That makes sense to, to make that move. Mm-hmm. Um, I already have um, one of the partners is based in the Netherlands. They have a great team uh, there. So what kind of was, what made sense was to cover the English and the, and the French speaking part, um, uh, well, Southern actually, uh, Spanish as well, to cover that part of Europe. And then setting up shop in, in Ireland made just sense across the board, right? First of all, we have all of these um, big growing companies here that choose Ireland as their European headquarters in, instead of London. There is the whole Brexit thing, especially when I moved over a couple of years ago, that was very much up in the air. What is going to, um, uh, what is, what is going to happen? Just in general, the Irish are amazing people. It's a very nice place to, nice place to be, right? They're very, they're very well welcoming. I also think that it's, when you start a new venture, it's always a combination of um, uh, timing and, and, and opportunity. And I think both were there in, um, in Ireland in the sense that timing was great, you know, because there's a lot of companies here. There's a lot of people coming in from everywhere in Europe. They all need to be trained. All these companies have these needs. And there's the opportunity in the sense that it's a very welcoming economy and people are very welcoming. Um, you know, people everywhere say that uh, in business, it's about who you know. But, but the Irish, that is, that is next level because every Irish person, if they meet an un, another Irish person, they will have a quick chat. And then it is, oh, but the sister-in-law of the gym trainer of my dentist happens to be the granddaughter of the guy that used to live next to my grandma's place. And there's We're a connection. Exa- exactly. So that way it was, it, w- it was very thankful because yeah. we are, um, um, I mean, 90% of our business is r- repeat business and referrals. So we don't do any active um, advertisement, paid advertisement because you know, the references work, work well. So I think that's how we kind of ended up in Ireland and we've, we, we've been growing the team ever since. Yeah, we, 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 we love it. So if I, if I fast forward to 2020 and in March, obviously we, we had the coronavirus and the, everything that surrounded that. What, what sort of impact has COVID-19 had on business games? On us specifically, um, of course, the big change was that 80% of what we did 85% of, of our business was offline because companies would always then prefer it's the power of, of the experiential learning to have a shared experience, put people together, and, um, and they would learn from, from each other. Then, of course, overnight, that got wiped out because companies um, uh, didn't bring people together anymore. And then it took a while, but um, after a couple of weeks, companies started reaching out and they said, yeah, I mean, we need to do something because we're not really ready for what has happened now, right? The fact that we use more technology, the fact that people are there, it's an evolution that is all, all that was already going on, but now it kind of ex- it got accelerated at, at a crazy, crazy speed. So now everyone is, is wondering, um, okay, so what do we do? So they reached out and, and they were looking for um, employee experiences, sometimes a bit more team building-y, but then also very quickly again, learning objectives and very quickly training. And so what we did is um, we just worked um, very hard on being able to deliver business games 100% virtually, whilst not having to, the word is not compensating, but whilst not having to give in into any of the original promises. It needs to be 
completely engaging, completely fun. People need to forget that they're in front of a screen. They need to forget that that it's there. And then, uh, so we started building um, uh, concepts for there. And then we did, we did a lot of uh, iteration. Uh, some companies that got their business wiped out overnight, you know, they go through this, the, the evolution of sorrow. You know, first there's, there's panic and then there's despair and, and then, you know, there's depression and then, <laughs> then and that goes up again. And then, oh, there's like a, a excitement for potential ideas, innovation. So that whole first part of the curve we did that in 20 minutes and, and then we got and then we, we got to work and now over time we've been very fortunate that um, at the beginning in March a couple of our existing clients they trusted us to bring on uh, the similar type of, of, of business games we brought but, but virtually and now we're running them for um, 200 300 people with, with, with all the big accounts that we that we used to and we just use the tools that are there, the things that, that we've cracked in order to, to deliver on exactly the same, the same promise. If people are having fun and they're fully engaged, then you can create shared experiences in the remote or in the virtual in, environment. There's yeah. no reason why it's not, it's not possible. That brings me on nicely to the next question. During times of uncertainty, how, how important is it that companies continue training employees, particularly at the moment where people work in remotely? Yeah, so I, I was reading an article. I think it was the CIPD, you know, an HR-focused um, um, institution, and then they will say learning is important, and then they they, they list you the reasons because it motivates people, and um, um, uh, you know, it, it it moves our mindsets, and it, and it provides staffs with the competencies and, and all of that, and all of that is true. But I like to think of it uh, in the other way. If you um, if you don't train your people then somebody else will train their people and inevitably, inevitably they will become uh, better. Sometimes people say, uh, yeah, but it costs so much money to train our people. Yeah, but what if you don't train them and, and then, and then oh, they say it costs a lot of money, you know? What do we do if we train them and then they leave? Yeah, what if you don't train them and they stay? You know, that, that's, even, that's, even, that's even worse. I think the biggest thing in times of uncertainty is that you have no idea, companies have no idea what they don't know. Everything is completely new. And the only way that you're going to cope with the fact that you don't know what you don't know is by training people on all types of different topics that are all relevant to their job so that they can recombine certain experiences that they had, certain inputs that they have in order to come up with the new solution and the new way of doing things that has not been invented yet. Mm-hmm. So in times of uncertainty, when you don't know what is, going to, um, uh, what is going to happen, it's even more important to train so that somebody can figure it out and that when these situations happen, somebody in the team can react in a way that is helpful and that is beneficiary to the overall um, uh, objective or goal of the company. If you don't train people and they stay stuck with what they know and what they can do and the world around you changes, mm-hmm. yeah, then by definition, there's going to be a mismatch. Yeah. And in times of uncertainty, you know there's going to come a mismatch, but you don't know where. So you should definitely, um, um, uh, of course, with the means and the resources that you have, keep on nurturing that side so that you, 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 can, tackle, you can tackle that. Yeah, I, th- I think I read a, a stat recently that 94% of employees, I think LinkedIn carried out this research, that 94% of employees are likely to stay longer with a company if they offer training and team building exercises. So it's really important to staff retention as well. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. If you ask anybody, how's it, how's it going at work? People will uh, will never say, "Oh, I'm earning a lot of money," but the, because we don't say it. the two things that people always say is, "I'm having fun and I'm learning something," and if I'm having less fun, then they say, "But I'm learning a lot." 
and if I'm if I'm uh, l- um, uh, learning a lot, but I'm really enjoy I, if I'm not learning so much and I'm not progressing, but I really love it. Well, then you can you you can choose that as well. Mm-hmm. Every single individual in our very fortunate and privileged um, uh, society that works those type of jobs, those are the two those are the two things. And of course, the business itself can always evolve massively uh, you know if, if you want to um, have to learn something new every single day then you can start your own business and then 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 do that if you want to become an expert it doesn't go um, uh, the business doesn't change so you need to provide opportunities for people to learn within the framework that is uh, that is there and if you don't do that then indeed people are going to look look elsewhere and of course you can lock people in with perks and money it's possible but it has a time limit for sure because at one point in time the or the environment changes or in a type of crisis it changes and then priorities take they, they, they can shift or companies prior priorities shift and they can no longer offer the perks and the money and then what is left so indeed i'm, I'm not surprised by um, by those numbers and my, my final question for per- perhaps a growing sme so maybe a company that had 10 employees and it's quickly grown its team to 50 what what are the most important things that an owner should a business owner should be aware of when training employees and trying to build a team that's set up for for success? I think one thing to be aware of, especially in these days, is that people learn differently. People learn differently. So, in in corporate and HR circles, people like to talk about blended learning. And blended learning, the, the idea is simple: is that you learn in different ways, and you need something of everything. Right, learning is an everyday thing. It's an everyday thing of small inputs, and we take that on and, and we evolve. Especially adults, we do not listen to one almighty expert and then say yes, that's it. We have our own experiences and, and we evolve. So, when you create these learning things, you have to. I would advise everyone to make sure that we have different types. Get an expert and get a case study. Learn from somebody that has done done something. And then get people around the table, get people to share and exchange ideas. It's a different type of learning because now I'm talking to peers. And then make sure that there's the practice, the experiential parts. Go out and, 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 and do something or, or actually try something, not just sit down and, and hypothetically think about something. It's where, where we play, right? The experiential part. And then also, especially when now that people are working remote, some people they learn by talking, some people they learn by writing, some people they learn by, by, by doing, some people need to be very tactile. That's also a way that you can mix um, and that you can blend the, 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 way of, the way of learning. As soon as possible, of course, mix the online and the offline as well. At this point in time, it's a bit much um, um, online, but we will have to do both and we will have to evolve into doing both uh, equally, uh, equally well. So, so that's one. Then the second thing is um, variety, 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 in the sense that um, I don't think that it is helpful to choose one topic and then try to get people to you know become absolute experts at that thing i think that um mixing different different topics and, and spreading it wide people combine things in in in, in different way and, and they get ideas from places that you didn't think they would get the idea from to apply uh, some somewhere else so don't be too narrow and be quite broad because even though you might say well you know, the title of my training, that sounds quite specific. Yeah, people take those experiences and they take, them, they take them on and they take them elsewhere. And then I think the third part, the third part is that after every single 
after every single training, after every single employee interaction, you should sit down with your people and you should do an agile term, they call it a retrospective or a feedback session. But I'm not talking about, oh, we send you a survey. Surveys are completely useless, completely useless. There's data and you can, if you torture the data long enough, you'll get out of what you want. I also don't mean one sentence. Start with one sentence. What did you like? What didn't you like? What, what, did, what did you wish next time? And then dig into it, into the why. And you ask, I thought that it was a little bit um, um, uh, boring at times. Okay, Why? Oh, yeah, because um, uh, we had to speak to someone else and, 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 and I, I didn't really know what to do and I was a bit lost. Why? And dig into why things are going well, why training is working well and not. Because every group of employees is completely different. You need to tailor it to, to your needs. But all of the, 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 the keys to all of these mysteries, it's with your people. It's with your, with your team. And then, uh, uh, sure, you can bring in an HR expert who's going to give you a great program and suggest something but then you should shred it to pieces over every single part in order to iterate any training you deliver twice the same is then you miss the opportunity to improve it and improvement can be very small right it can be do some pre-work don't do pre-work we'll give you more time to discuss less time to discuss anything that you do twice the same you haven't improved by definition for a small business owner you cannot afford that because you might be investing in, in things that, that don't work and with training and with um, and then we kind of go full circle with training and the moment that you don't really know what you need to be training because the environment and the way that we work is very different and changes continuously. You need to make sure that you keep innovating and iterating and improving at the same rate. If not, you go backwards, right? If you don't move forward, you go backwards. Well, it's definitely true um, uh, today. Brilliant. Um, for anyone listening, perhaps that might want to avail of your services, would you like to let them know how they can get in contact? Yeah, we're available on uh, info at businessgames.ie or via the website um, uh, www.businessgames.ie and we always invite anyone to reach out um, uh, without any strings attached and just pitch us. I have so many employees who would like to do something for this or this occasion and I would like it to evolve around this and this. My learning objectives are um, uh, this or that what would you guys suggest? And then we get to work and we get back to you. And we have a lot of people that try to identify which business game would work for them. But the key is we will create or we will pick and choose and we'll combine what we think is exactly what, what you need, be it the sales kickoff, be it a conference, be it a, a team building and focusing around certain soft skills. Um, and don't hesitate to, to, to reach out and we'll see how we, can, how we could help you.